0: As a units, we are 17 and 19 on the season right now. We did not record a recaps podcast this week for two reasons. One, I think Shime's embarrassed by another 0 3 week. Two, uh, Shime's car shit the bed on Tuesday. Can confirm. Uh, so he was unable to come to work. However, he did attend the Red Sox game. are your thoughts?
1: Up. Uh, he's a man's man, and by the time it was nighttime, the car was fixed and go to the game. What's wrong with that? Is that when you tweeted out, "I'm done"? Like randomly one, some day this week you just tweeted out, "I'm done" or "I'm finished."
0: Was that? No, what he that tweeted was? out an All American Rejects lyric from 2003, <laughs> as because his car broke down.
2: Yeah, no, I I forget why I tweeted that, but I just all I wrote was like, "I'm done" with a weird smiling emoji. I think it was.
1: It was but, something weird. I didn't know yeah. if it was a work thing. Well, you know what? I give him credit for that. He made it to the game. It was a It was a raucous attitude oh, there, a raucous awesome crowd game. there, at Fenway Park. So good for you. Sound jealous, Anderson? You sound angry. I, Mutt, Mutt, I'm
0: actually. Well, no, of, I'm just. It's just like the car doesn't work, but can't come. <laughs> can't come to work. I got to produce a show alone. <laughs> but he gets these partying it up John, with his, bu- with his buddies up, at the Red Sox to, to
1: be fair, well then you wouldn't.
0: Wouldn't you invite me to the game at that point? If that's the I case, I have
2: an extra It Wasn't my ticket to invite? I
0: was
1: invited. Is he really that needed to produce the show? Let's be honest. Not really. Wow, I wow. did fine on
0: my own. Don't tell management that because when they realize I have a third arm that can extend out my ass and I can do two okay. producers' jobs okay. at once, I then think maybe the they'll – I have three legs. Show. We know that. So The
2: thing I was most upset about, though, Mutt, I didn't realize you were at the game. Otherwise, I would have made an effort to come say hi.
1: That's okay. We were we're working the booth. You're probably how many like seven uh, hazy IPAs deep? Yeah, so seven Shime a couple, rolls six in. Shine Roto- rolls yeah.
0: in and does Red Sox review wasted with <laughs> Mutt. That would have been good. Shine your thoughts. I, I I can't believe he said. I'm gonna be that honest place.
2: with you, Mutt. I felt the energy out in the crowd. It was
0: great. He starts ranting about like a girlfriend he had like five years ago. <laughs> but like it, I I thought I'd hear from her by now. You know. I, I I wish I wish Gresh would make fun of me so much of the show. I, I,
1: I had he doesn't a lot. call me I had fat. A lot. <laughs> It's
2: like, I don't get it. I didn't even eat much tonight. What oh, are we oh, doing?
1: I, we're going to get into pictures. I don't want to bury the lead here. Okay? I I, I have not talked about this out loud. It just happened a couple of days ago. I had a dream. Oh, boy. That involved chiming myself.
0: <laughs> okay?
1: That's a weird way to start, now, was it, was I, it? Was it Was
0: it like the Britney Toxic music video? Was there a lot of skin showing?
1: There is music, but there was no skin. I don't know where this came from. I don't know where this is buried somewhere in my brain. And it was. it was much more... Much more vivid picture of this dream, and a couple of days go by, and you sort of forget it. But the 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 vague center of this is that Shime and I were doing karaoke at some. I don't know, if it was like a dive bar, or even a country bar, or like a brewery, even, and we were singing. Uh, what were we singing? The new, it's not even new, but it's. Uh, uh, Jamie Johnson and Luke Combs, cold beer calling my name, and you got you and I were doing a duet of karaoke. You even know that song, Sean? I I know
2: of that song. Okay, I
1: had the first verse, you had the Luke Combs verse, and I remember we we we, we absolutely crushed it. But only one person stood
0: up and (laughs) clapped, and I was like. That's but it was it weird. was Luke Combs though. And there was, there he was at the bar having a drink.
2: I'm just glad to know Mutt thinks of me outside of this podcast. In
0: his in his dreams. Yeah. And
1: my only my only thought was that at some point did you do uh, on karaoke Tuesday or Thursday whatever day it was did you do Luke Combs?
2: Uh, I don't did think you? I did a single no. Luke Combs song. I yeah, did I a couple so. of country songs uh to Ke- uh, well, mostly when Keith wasn't in. Uh, but then again, I did. My, I almost did 52 straight, or well, not straight, but 52 karaoke performances. Uh, I have a whole list of them in my phone somewhere. So uh, there are definitely a few. You look up there.
1: I see if you did uh, Luke Combs. But either way, we killed it. I was wearing like some weird shirt. You were rocking like it's like typical flannel country.
2: Yeah, shirt. and that sounds and, about right.
1: And I was like, "This is we did pretty good." We're like, "We, we and I were both excited. one one guy stubbed like slow
0: clap like that." <laughs> There was more to it, but that's the vague part. I just want to get that out of the system right now. Before we get all right. Well, since we didn't do the recap uh, on Tuesday, quick lightning recap here. Mutt, two and one. You hit yep. on Seattle and Baltimore. You missed the Carolina Dallas. Should have uh, sh- hit that. Garbage points late. Yep. Garbage points late. And Sean that missed over. that one as well. Sean, you also missed on your, your big boy teaser and uh, your little oh. Detroit thing. We all missed the big boy teaser, folks. All that I was have not to say a fun Sunday.
2: Tennessee Titans, <laughs> I hate you fire them into the sun. I'm I done know, with that them. Was so Mutt,
0: the you're doctor. 7 and 5 in the season uh shine little 3 and 9 as I yeah, said earlier 17-9-2. I'm 7 and 5 on the season. Fellas, I may have missed on the Saints. Nailed Big the Cleveland time. pick, but uh yep. you know only one person at the station.
2: Uh here we go. He's going to take a victory lap.
0: Happen to pick. Right. Can you can, can, The New England Patriots. You
2: said lightning round recap. Dun, 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 dun,
0: to oh, cover dun, 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 the spread. Yep. Against Tom Brady. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.
1: That was last week. What about your picks this week? Chop, chop. Let's go. On Sunday no Night cares.
0: Football.
1: No one cares about last week. They're all pumped about this week. Number severe 33, 33 se- Scotty
0: Pippen severe lack of coverage on uh, on me you know doing the whole blog post I do the blog post every day for this uh for this show I basically type uh what I said on the show onto a uh onto a page on wei.com side note my column today Ryan Hannibal put his own name in the byline of it so I guess I'm now. Maybe Mina Karras like, will
1: <laughs> laugh at it then.
0: I'm like Drake. I'm like uh, Hannibal's like Drake, and I'm his ghostwriter. So. What'd
1: you write today? What'd you write today, Emily?
0: Uh I wrote about uh, why the lessons that the Patriots can learn from Bill O'Brien's tenure in Houston. It has a lot to do with uh, empathy in the, uh, in the NFL. I cited a, uh, a long-form piece that Nora Princiati wrote for The Ringer, uh, Your Girl Mutt. If you can pronounce her name right now, do it. Say that, Three, that right, two, one
1: Patio? Go. Nora Princiati. Say that, <laughs> Patio. Hello? Hello? Hello.
0: That's what I wrote about today. There was a line in there about climate change that— people were shitting on on Twitter, but it said it was by Ryan Hannibal, so literally no one had any idea that it was actually me. Mina Kimes didn't laugh. She laughed at the headline She didn't laugh at the content of it. Yeah, regardless. She she, did did what Keith does. I don't think she read the content of it, though. Oh, did
1: you get a retweet from Mina Kimes on that? No, somebody else quote
0: tweeted my column about the media never giving Tom Brady the credit he deserves, and Mina Kimes replied to the quote tweet of that.
2: With an LOL. That's
0: it. Yeah. So. Dude, you're
1: basically hired by ESPN. Congratulations. Yeah. Look at that.
0: So two and one week for me, seven to five on the season. All right, fellas. Uh let's stop fucking around Shime and yeah. let's let's get our shit together. We're gonna start it off with Patriots at Texans. As of now, Patriots favored by eight and a half, over under thirty nine point five. The big thing this week, guys, is Patriots' offensive line issues. That's why I'm on the under for this game. I trust the Patriots to cover. Probably gonna be pretty low scoring. I see this as like a seventeen to three three sort of game. Uh Mutt, you're lean.
1: Would not bet this game with Shime's pocket change. Uh, well, let me be clear.
0: I'm not betting it. It's my, not one of my picks. It's but not that, one that, of my that's picks. That's what I think, though.
1: Okay, so I'd be leaning Texans here getting eight and a half. Uh, I am home, with my – Home really? dog getting more than seven points. It's not an automatic bet for me, but a lot of times it's, it's pretty close. And in this case, uh, the offensive line issues uh, are a problem for me. Uh, I also think the, the emotion of Sunday's game, this is not in your analytics or anything like that, Anderson, but the Patriots uh, emptied their uh, passion bucket, as Dan Patrick I think once called it. Uh, and they gotta come back and play a lifeless Houston team. It would not shock me to see this close as eight and a half. The Patriots probably win, but too many points, I wouldn't bet it, but I would be on Texans plus if I was
2: betting. yeah, I stay away from this game all day, not one of my picks, but if I have to pick a lean, I'm going I'm gonna take the points, the eight and a half here. um it's just it's just too many points for a team that we don't even know who's starting at offensive line uh, outside of maybe David Andrews. Uh, on Sunday, and I just I'm out. I can't do it.
0: I think I'm fine if it's if it's Karras Andrews Mason. I'll I'll be fine with it. The tackles I'm less worried about. The Texans defense actually like they actually got a lot of pressure against Sam Darnold. A, you know, a Panthers O line that's probably better. Or I'd say better than the Patriots. Maybe around the same. Buffalo they even they are, yeah. Buffalo they even got. I think they had like seven or eight pressures total, and Buffalo's interior line isn't the best, but I, I, I guess I trust, I trust it to stay under 40, basically. But let's not spend a lot of time on that, because there's plenty of, other, uh, plenty of other games to get to, and I will say, I have got a triple dog dare of picks for you two this okay. week. However, Mutt, oh, still in the lead, I will cede the first pick to you.
1: Aren't we both seven and five?
0: Yeah, but you've been, you've been, You have you've the tiebreaker. Yeah, but you've been longer. You have been more winning. Long, I, you've spent more money I than I longer, have. I am longer.
1: That is for three. <laughs> three you know, so, yeah, after my own three-star, three and O, oh, two and one, two and one last three weeks. So a nice little seven and two. We'll take that. I'm going to start with a total. I'm going to go over. Forty nine and a half Cardinals and 49ers. Couple of thoughts on this game, fellas. Uh, last uh, last year, combined plays in this according to Pat Thorman, 135, 139 in the two games they played. It'll be an up tempo game. Uh, Cardinals were the fastest offense in week four in the NFL. And we're getting Trey Lance. I, now, I will admit, if we get to Sunday and Garoppolo starts, I'll be less enthused. I'm not going to play it until I get total confirmation. But right now, I'm saying Trey Lance is in. We all think Kyle Shannon is smart. It's going to be up-tempo, a little play action, a little bootleg, a little run. Uh, the 49ers games this year they played in are averaging 52.3 points per game. These games are high-scoring. Now you add Trey Lance instead of Jimmy G. Now have to run the ball to Trey Sermon and Eli Mitchell to slow it down. I really like the over as my top pick here today, 49 and a half. Cardinals, 49ers on
0: Sunday. All right, first one for me. And I was appalled because yesterday I saw this line at 8.5. Upon uh, doing my check before we started today, it's at 9.5. I love the Detroit Lions to cover the 9.5 spread indoors at the Minnesota Vikings. Both of these passing offenses I think are a lot similar than maybe people realize. I know Kirk Cousins, his first interceptions of the season came last week when the Vikings were losing and maybe he just needed to push the ball down the field. I know one was on the Hail Mary at the end, I think. Um, and one
2: was on another deep uh, in crossing route. Yep, which, for, by the way, uh,
0: sauced, a, sauced a couple of dimes on that one. The Kirk Cousins uh, interception uh, prop Ooh. was at .5 for like plus one forty, and Ooh, you know I you sent go. it over all line. all the buddies. It was a classic situation. You got about 30, 25 year old single dudes sitting in a living room, uh, drinking Miller Light, and all of us bet that. And when red zone cut to that, and Scott Hanson said Kirk Cousins going deep, the whole room stands up. Fellas going wild, dudes kissing. Uh, well, Yeah, one of those situations. So Minnesota, by the way, they have the second most missed tackles in the NFL as a defense, and they are allowing the eighth most yards and the fifth most yards per play as a defense. Now, Detroit's defense is not much better than that, and Jared Goff is having some fumbling problems. Not really interception problems is more of, a, more of his issue, but nine and a half, that's a massive spread for, I think, two teams that are a lot more similar than maybe people think. I like Detroit to keep that within the nine and a half, so I'll take Detroit nine uh, plus nine and a half at the Vikings. Shyme. Shime,
1: got? can I hold Chime, can I jump in real Go quick? Go for it, yeah. Uh, my second pick today is the Vikings laying nine and a half uh, <laughs> against the Detroit Lions. And this is a major anti Lions pick for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like John gives all this stuff about the stats and everything else. What he doesn't point out is that Anthony Lynn said today that uh, Perry, as Penny Sewell is likely not to play in this game. Let, let, let me read the tweets here for a second yeah, to but give you an the, idea of, of Anthony Lynn and, and how over his head he is when it comes to coaching this I know this he's team. dumb. Here we go. Anthony Lynn, quote, Right now, we're planning on going without Penny Sewell versus the Vikings, but holding out hope he'd be ready. Anthony Lynn on the confidence left Sewell in the lineup Sunday. Right now, we're planning on going without him, but if he's ready, that'd be great. Lynn said there's not enough time in a week to test out different options. We have a pretty good idea of what we're going to do. Right now, the idea is Penny's going to go out and play if he can. Told he just said he wasn't expecting Sewell to play, Lynn said, I didn't say that. I didn't expect, I didn't say I didn't expect him to play. I said, I don't think he will, but we'll see. He has no clue. They're missing their uh, center, Frank Ragnow. They're missing their other tackle, uh, Tyler Zedecker. They're down three offensive linemen, a cornerback, and a pass rusher. They are giving up 16 yards per reception in their secondary. The Vikings are going to roll the Lions on Sunday, John. This is by far. Yeah, they could roll them your, by nine points. Your, your worst That's pick of the year. That's still rolling them. By far, your worst pick of the rolling year. You're doing too much analytics and not enough. That's not analytics. None of that is analytics. X- That's not what analytics G- is. Me G- saying the yards
0: per no, against no. is not analytics. No, you're,
1: you're talking about the stats versus the guys who are going to be healthy in that game. Everything you quoted is fine. I don't. I don't disagree with a lot of it. How's the Vikings you, pass rush? It's not terrible.
0: It's one of the worst in the NFL. No,
1: no, 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 no. Yes, when you, when yes, you, yes, when yes, you, yes. When you grade them five. the five. Against the Shime scale, when you add the one and carry it over, they're not that bad. If you add the
0: one and carry, (laughs) you sound like the Sasha Baron Cohen. What if we took the ninety nine percent and we moved it into the one percent?
1: You are not factoring in the injuries in this game. Okay,
0: if if your if your opposing view is that Anthony Lynn is dumb, like uh, I I feel like I've created a cottage industry in pointing out how dumb Anthony Lynn is over the years. Like I know he's dumb, and and if you are coming down to Lynn versus picking him. Yeah, I'm picking him to keep it within nine.
2: <laughs> yeah, he could. I, I, so my so here's my thing. I'm not picking this game. So there you go. So unbiased opinion here. Uh, they didn't cover for me last week against the Bears. I'm out on the Lions covering anything anymore. So <laughs> that's 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 my way
1: in. I liked it at eight and a half. I mean it is it's moved the full point. I think it's probably you, it's got, you like
0: you liked it at eight and a half and now you like now you hate it at nine and a half? No no, no I'm still, still I'm it. still
1: playing It's still my my second pick here. But I mean okay. it just Okay. It, okay. It, it, it is uh it's not – I'm not a big we're not big Mike Zimmer podcast, we understand that. But this one, I mean this feels like a, a How's Dalvin how's
0: Dalvin Cook's health?
1: I hope he doesn't play, if you're going to be honest with me. <laughs> play Madison. I mean, they can they can win and cover 9.5 with Madison. Healthier Madison is better than whatever they're doing with Cook, which is stupid. They're playing with this ankle injury. He was quoted today as saying, I'm going to try to play through it and get healthy while I'm playing. Let's just rest him in this game. Even with Madison in there, I'd still hit the 9.5. All right,
0: so. let, let's let let us time go. Time okay, will tell. Sorry. I was sorry. right about the Patriots last week. I'll just continue to point that you out. So, so, you so
1: one of the things I've done
2: well this year, shockingly enough, is actually picks outright underdogs. I don't know why I haven't made those ooh, picks ooh. here but I have hit now three weeks in a row on just underdog parlays. Last week, I had the Seahawks, I had the Giants, and I had the Colts in two different parlays. I had those three teams. Uh, the only underdog I picked that didn't outright win was the Detroit Lions. So again, I'm going to start this week with my favorite dog of the week, and it's the Buffalo Bills. They're going up against the worst defense in football. Now, is it the Kansas City Chiefs? Sure, but I think the Bills are on a mission. I think this team is absolutely on on fire. They are an absolute machine and getting three points. Now, the line has gone up to three uh, from two... I think it opened at like two and a half. It is now up to three. I want all three of those points. Give me the Bills getting three points against the Chiefs.
0: Alright, Mutt, since you had your second one there... Oh, Sean, actually, I'll, I'll hold your hand on that because that was going to be my third one anyway, so Ooh. I'll just slide that in there. So... Uh, One thing I I found when I was looking at both these teams is just how similar they are in, like, a lot of categories. They're very similar in both run and pass block win rate. I know those don't really go head-to-head with one another. One's on offense, the other is on offense. Those two units are not on the field at the same time. Both of their defenses take a crap load of penalties, and both of their offenses do not take a lot of penalties. And uh, Buffalo's defense, believe it or not, second in turnover percentage. However, it's the Chiefs. That probably will not manifest in this game. They have not, you know, they played the Texans. They they played, uh, you know, Big Ben. It won't be, it won't be, uh, it won't be that skewed. But one thing that is of note for me, and coming into the season, I think we assumed that the Bills really would not be running the ball a lot. You know that they've actually had the fourth most rushing attempts in the league. The, Zach well, they Moss get up get,
2: thirty-five to nothing, and they just right, give yeah. it to Zach and Mosh. I know I
0: know it's a, I know it's a four, it's a four-game sample size, but also it's not like they're inefficient either. They're fifth most in, in yards per game as well, uh, as far as that goes. But Kansas City's dead last in run stop win rate as well. So believe it or not, the rushing game actually could be something that impacts like the the edge of uh the margins of this game, uh, if you will. So I'll also take Buffalo uh, uh, plus three. Uh, Mutt, do you have anything on that game before we uh, continue? I don't have a, a total in that game, but I
1: will say it feels like we are due. We are due uh, for a big Steph Diggs game. We've had the big Cole Beasley yep. oh, game. Yeah, sure. We had the big Emmanuel Sanders game. He, the, the number is too big for me to, to get super excited about. Is is right now on DraftKings it's eighty six and a half receiving yards. So I'm not sure he'll get there, but I'm gonna poke around some Steph Diggs stuff, whether it's receptions or touchdown score anytime. It, we are we are due for as you guys said in a higher scoring game like this. Uh, where we both defenses can't create turnovers, but both teams just want to throw the ball, and it just feels like we're we're cycling back to a big step gig game. So, all some step Diggs props, but I haven't centered in on which one I want. It feels focus very in
2: similar to that Chargers Chiefs game. Uh, what two weeks ago? It, it, it's just I, but I just feel like the Bills are a more complete team. I think offensively they're on par with the Chiefs by by every measure, and then defensively, I think the Bills are just better. They have been very Probably deeper, on offense, very good too, I'd defensively. Say. Oh yeah, I mean. Allen's ability to spread the ball around this year has been impressive. Mm. Like he's doing exactly what Herbert's doing. Now he's spreading he doesn't need to just funnel it through Steph Diggs. He can throw it to Dawson Knox. He can throw it to Emmanuel Sanders. He can throw it to Steph Diggs. He can he can move it around. He can utilize his running backs a little bit more. So I just I am I think this Buffalo team is an absolute wagon right now and they're getting 3 points. Yeah, I just I think this is a clear-cut pick.
0: All right, last pick for me. I'm going to ride with a team I rode with last week was my favorite pick last week and that's the Cleveland Browns. Same exact spread. They are two-point underdogs going to the Chargers. I kind of... I might go money line on this when uh, when I find myself in that parking lot uh, on Sunday morning in New Hampshire. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see what my knee-jerk reaction is uh, in that situation. Because one thing... So the Chargers O-line is definitely better than I thought it was going to be. The problem is that four-game sample size... I, me- I mentioned that during my last pick. Four games isn't the best sample size to be making these broad-sweeping uh, assumptions on for like the entire season. Rayshon Slater has played awesome... The problem is, how well Rayshawn Slater has played is really skewing like perception of how good their offensive line is, because uh, I believe Storm Norton is the one filling in for Brian Bulaga right now at right tackle. Horrible. Horrible. Matt Filer, horrible at left guard. Uh, I forgot who the right guard is. Oh, it's Ode Abushi's the right guard? He's fine. Uh, Corey Lindsley, I think they signed for the Charger for center. He's fine. It's not as good as it, I think it's being perceived, but especially, even if it was, like I said last week. The Browns are wrecking uh, opposing offensive lines right now. That game, like the the Vikings, could not do anything against them in that game last week. And if that that game would have been so much more lopsided, if freaking uh, Baker Mayfield could just put the ball on Odell Beckham. Mutt, oh, I just need I to mean, I need
2: to step uh, in here real quick uh, uh, because Mutt, I'm actually going to be taking the L.A. Chargers minus two at whoa! home for the Cleveland. Browns. <laughs> yes,
0: There uh, we <laughs> go.
2: The, the, and there's a clear reason the the Cleveland offense couldn't do anything against the Minnesota defense, who you just pointed out, is atrocious on mm-hmm. pass rush. Which, by the way, the L.A. Chargers defense has not been atrocious this year. They've held they held Dallas to twenty points. They've been outstanding in a, almost every week of the season. Even against the Chiefs, they held Patrick Mahomes to twenty four points. Like this defense has been unbelievably good. Their pass rush has been great. Joey Bosa right now. Uh, feels very locked in. He was even to the point where he was calling out the refs after the game uh, on Monday night. And I is that what
0: locked in is? No, I, he just berating officials. He locked is, in. He
2: was he is dominating right now. And I love Derwin James is an absolute playmaker. He is a difference maker on that defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this offense is nigh unstoppable. I'm gonna. I would venture to say that this might be my favorite team in football right now, in the L.A. Chargers. Uh, Brandon Staley is. The, one of the better new coaches that we've had in years.
1: Hey, we need, And I'll jump in here because I know we have. Uh, you guys have put me on as, what I thought was sharp coaches. Arthur Smith, turns out, might be an absolute dud. Might be a bust. Uh, it's not working out in Atlanta. He doesn't but have anything. If you can... Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> you move Their O-line is garbage. <laughs> Their O-line has been so bad. All right. So it, could, I, I, you guys are good at producing the podcast. i just talk in a microphone. Can we drop in here, John, for the people, the Brandon Staley explanation...
0: Uh, yeah i, I mean i heard every, game? i heard everyone losing their mind over it i think there's a lot of coaches in the league that also think that but mm-hmm. just because he said it in front of a mic now everyone's losing their mind no, uh, like, a lot
1: of people think... in the league who think you have to establish the run and run the ball for well, a no that, there are okay,
0: okay explaining but, why yeah but there's okay so there's a lot that do that and there's a lot that don't do that like, no, like I, you it, could find multiple there's, examples there's of people who think now, both and, and don't think that there's more
2: coaches now that believe what brandon staley said but there's still a lot of coaches who don't who think very differently than that and think you have to run the football to establish the run but i I don't think that's
0: any reason to like put brandon staley above all these people like you know who else probably thinks that is bill belichick he just doesn't say it but you want to know what's
2: refreshing is to have a an intelligent coach come out who's a rookie coach and come out and say something like that it's like wow and his team is backing it up his team is 3 and 1 and they've beaten the Chiefs, they barely lost to the Cowboys, they just beat the undefeated Raiders on Monday Night Football. Like this team is legitimately good and having a smart coach show he is intelligent on top of backing up a winning record it's yes. a, that's, that's what you
0: so want i don't so i don't Anderson, so i don't, so does, so I don't disagree with that like i'm not like i'm not I, at no point in this have i expressed that i like don't think he's a good coach or anything i do think he's a great coach what i'm saying is other coaches also think that but they're more secretive so they don't tell anybody but there's also like not the as many temp-
2: coaches as you think think that
0: uh how many do you think i think i would say probably like 10 no probably not i don't think 10 how many do ten you think, head coaches?
2: T- ten head coaches think like Brandon Staley does.
0: I mean, Staley, Shanahan, McVeigh. I don't know about Kingsbury. Probably, Arth- probably Arthur Smith. Probably Ooh. Stefanski. Probably Dable. Probably Belichick slash McDaniel's. So we're up to that. So maybe it's actually more than I even thought. I thought about it because they're, they're just. Not every organization says it is the problem. Yeah. I I, 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 I I
1: actually don't care. I don't care what he's saying. I was just saying, John, that you almost think it's like he's bragging. He's getting too much credit for saying it. So I understand that part. It's what he's done in the first four games, the actions, especially defensively. Like Shime said, like, he's daring teams saying, you know what? You want to run the football against us, fine. You're not going to beat us through the air. And then with the running game, they got these big bullies. It allows more space for Keenan Allen. What he's done with Mike Williams out there and turn him into an absolute stud uh, in that receiver position. Like, there's enough evidence for getting just what he said in that great soundbite that I loved. You might not have but I loved it. That he is one, I, of, the, he's like one of the sharps. I just wasn't he, as
0: blown away with it yeah, by everyone I, else. I, I he's one think, of the sharps.
2: I also think John is a bit skewed for his hatred of Joe Lombardi, uh, the Chargers offensive Right, and I was going to bring that up because they're – no,
0: he's not. He's not doing a good job. Like, I, I like the way Staley has imposed things on Lombardi, but like when they run play action, for example, he's not even running guys down the field. Their play action rate should be higher, but also like their depth of target on play action passes is like something like three full yards lower than the, what the league average is on that. Like, I don't think Joe Lombardi's doing a good job. I think the Chargers are a good team, I think they can make the playoffs. I think the Browns are a better team, and if you're going to bring up Joey Bosa being a great pass rusher, which he is,
2: yeah, Miles Garrett to too. The other I, time. I, uh, but Here, Miles Garrett, the, but also, the but then also
0: They're, Tack McKinley and the other guy whose name evades me—they're all top ten in winning their pass rushes. That's the only team. No other team. Most teams only have one because it's ten, but no one else has two. Like they are wrecking, wrecking, wrecking uh, offensive backfields. Yes, I, my, I,
1: was, I don't know which one of you guys said it, but the, the Baker thing last week. I mean, the, the, yeah, the, I said that. That was. Him? I don't think
0: that happens two weeks in a row, though. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I would. Well, as someone who had a lot of uh, money. <laughs> On, on Odell Beckham Jr. last week, uh, I wish it would have not happened last week. But I mean, that's the other thing. Herbert's a—he's a better quarterback than Baker at this point. Eight miles better. Well, yeah. If you match up the quarterback, I, I, I yeah, like I the game. I le- it should be a competitive game. I lean Chargers because uh, I have. It, it, there's a lot of things that probably cancel each other out. I probably lean more towards Herbert, and there's a little little buzz in this Charger team. Little buzz, Shime. Li- I like this pick. Bite. All right,
0: so I think we left off. I think Mutt, Mutt has, has one his more last pick.
1: Yep. Yeah, and I I don't know. I didn't love um, the board this week, I guess, and I ended up picking a team. This was a tough
0: week. It was
1: they, a very it, tough week. I mean, they killed us last week, but I mean, am I really not supposed to bet Tennessee? Yes, you are. Four? Don't
2: do not bet this, Mutt. I'm telling you right now. Okay. Here, as a friend, if, as a friend, you saw what Tennessee did against. The Jets? The Jets. It's because it, it Tennessee gets. can't play defense, and they're not going to have A.J. Brown, Julio Jones probably well, again this
1: week. A.J. Brown practiced, okay? Mm-hmm. He, he's looking as, as of Thursday morning. Okay. He practiced yesterday. He was out there today. He's expected to play Julio Jones. I, I don't think Mike Rabel likes him. He's ripped him twice after games so far this year, so that, that's working out. Here, here's what I ended up taking this pick. So two things. One, football-wise, you know the, the Jacksonville defense, 32nd against the pass, DVOA, and I, it just feels like at some point – they're going to realize in Tennessee we can't. We're, we're they're on a record pace for Derrick Henry carries. This is hundred and eighty by the way. The, the play best. action opens up. I know AJ Brown playing is big for me. I get it. I also think like the Urban Meyer thing has to play a factor. I, I don't believe that that Jacksonville team wants to play for Urban Meyer anymore. I've seen this happen no with coaches where they where they give up on 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 uh, coaches during the year. Players do. jacksonville uh, Tennessee at two and two has got a chance to get a two game lead in that division with some things going their way. It's a weird number. They're on the road, but this is a a talent thing. And this is a, a, a anti-Urban Meyer pick. I gotta lay the four points here. Sean. That's, get, yeah,
2: that's in the Vegas zone, right? Right around it, four. It,
1: it's in uh, the Bill Simmons Vegas zone, but with well, the Vegas zone not accounting for the players and the text messages they're sending to each other about their head coach right now. <laughs> yeah, the which um, must be hilarious. I think
0: Michael Silver had the Twitter thread about. That. I don't know if you saw, it, but like three tweets down, it he had spoken to a player who said, "Yeah, he came." Which it was out there that he had gone position group to position group instead of addressing the team as a whole. And one of the players in one of the rooms said, "Right when, right when Urban Meyer turned and." Walks out and the door closes. They all burst out laughing, yeah, and that I Urban mean, Meyer knows they did too. We've all had bosses where, like, we all you can hear, you can their their hear, yeah. yeah like when the door closes, it's not soundproof. No, like they. <laughs> um, that, that's just incredible.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, so you're going Tennessee by four there, right? Matt? I'm going to lay the four
0: points. All there, right. Yeah.
2: So I got one last pick for you guys. Uh, this is my third pick of the day. Uh, I, I'm going to ride with what might be the hottest team in football right now, and that's the Dallas Cowboys laying seven uh, at home for the Giants. I know it's a division game, which is always kind of weird, and Daniel Jones played really, really well against the Saints, but I almost feel like it's it's similar. So Fourier talked about this uh, last week on NFL Sunday when he was talking about the Rams and the Cardinals. The Rams kind of used all their energy to get up against the Tampa Bay Bucks and then just kind of fell apart against the Cardinals. I think that's kind of similar to what happened this past week with the Giants. They got up as high as they possibly could just to get their first and only and only win of the season so far. Um, and I think they're going to have a massive come down. Whereas this Dallas offense is awesome. 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 They it, like. Mike McCarthy has fully ceded control to Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore knows exactly what he's doing. Uh, And you'll notice, too, that they've slowed things down because they can actually play defense now. They lead the league in takeaways. Um, They're running the football a ton. As much as Tony Pollard's touching the ball, Zeke still is averaging, like, 17 carries a game or more. He's had 71 yards and a touchdown three straight weeks. Uh, Yeah. I just I I don't see that this Dallas offense stopping anytime soon because the strength of this Giants defense is the pass defense. Alvin Kamara had a career high twenty six carries for a buck twenty last week uh, against the Giants. I think you're going to see something similar out of Zeke this week, and Pollard's going to touch the ball a ton. And then Dak has been targeting the the tight ends. Dalton Uh, Schultz is your number three fantasy tight end. He's uh, like Uh, it's been. This offense has been nigh unstoppable to this point, and I think that continues this week. I so think you that with, phrase
1: twice in this podcast. Yeah, nigh, I know. Nigh, nigh unstoppable. No, he called the Chargers offense nigh
0: unstoppable. Yeah, it's— I you say nay unstoppable.
2: Sorry, my apologies. But I'm just—basically basically <laughs> what I'm doing— I'm <laughs> I'm trying to get back on track here, boys, by just betting the best offenses in football. And, and at the same time, two of the better teams in football right now. So I'll go Dallas, lay in the seven and get at home for the Giants.
0: I attempted to crunch the numbers while you were talking, Shime. I think we can get statistically, because we're, we're against each other on so many picks, I think we can get to 500 as long as Buffalo wins. Because <laughs> I'm on Buffalo plus three at Kansas City. I'm on Cleveland plus two at the Chargers. I'm on Detroit plus nine and a half at Minnesota. Shime, you are on.
2: I am on Dallas laying seven at home for the Giants, the Chargers at home laying two to the Browns, and then Buffalo getting three points at Kansas City.
1: Let me have the over 49-and-a-half Cardinals, 49ers, uh, certainly locking in if Trey Lance is going to play Vikings, lay the big points against John's Detroit Lions. He's a big stand of Anthony Lynn, and I'll take Shut Tennessee.
0: your it's goddamn ugly,
1: mouth. Ugly, ugly pick here, but i, I got to take Tennessee minus four at Jacksonville. Before the year, this line would have been what? Eight nine points. It would have been I like, like nine nine and a half. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna lay the four points and hope that uh, you know Mike Vrabel wakes this team up and they're able to make some plays downfield. Finally, 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 this year.
0: Seventeen and nineteen boys. Let's get back to five hundred this week. What do we say? Well, what do we say, say? Let's I get say, it going. I, I'd say one person. And I said, in the podcast "God damn!" and I lost. A- we lost no. the Bible Belt listeners. I'm sorry. Yes,
1: one. There's one person in this podcast that's dragging us down. Who just Not bragged, carrying his own weight? Who bragged 15 minutes ago about having leaving all his good picks off the podcast? Yeah, which I yeah. don't know why. So, it's... so let's put the. Can you put the premium? Yeah, picks put them here on the, the podcast. People? I did.
2: That's what I did.
0: That's, that's for sure. My
1: three favorite picks. Of the week. Get,
0: he gives bad picks on here, and then if you subscribe to his Patreon, that's where his good picks are. So he's trying to he's. Trying to backdoor monetize this thing on us, Mutt. No. Mutt, did you hear my uh, pick for the Sox series?
1: Uh, I heard uh, yes. Lucy Birch uh, tweeted out that socks Sox and Sox seven. In seven. Yeah. Yep. Well, I heard. Uh, well, Wiggy, Wiggy took socks and six today, which I like as well. <laughs> just,
2: yeah, John, Yeah, just, just a disaster. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys in New Hampshire oh Sunday morning in some parking lot. Yes, Mutt, those. I'll
0: drive by you on the road. So if you, Bye, get, Mutt. If you need a Goodbye. ride home, if you need a ride home, I'll, uh, I'll send it back there. He left. All right. Well. That was a <laughs> that was a wagon of an episode, Shine, but yeah. uh all right, Mutt's gone. Uh yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back on Tuesday. Hopefully, uh it, everything shakes out perfectly. Let's see, we have nine wins total. We're against we could go five and four we go six and three, I think, is the best we could do. No, well we could go we could no, go seven it's and only two. we only
2: have two heads up matches. So even if there's even if those are our only two Twenty four and
0: twenty one is our ceiling after this week.
2: Twenty four and twenty one. you know, that'd be great. Even if we can that'd get to nice. twenty two and twenty two. Or twenty three and twenty two would be the number.
0: Maybe, then maybe we could sell this podcast. I don't, I don't think the potential clients love our uh, our season long record. <laughs> we could probably we could probably just change that for whatever for whatever bill of goods the sales staff is trying is uh is bringing into like uh you know Jim's fish shop or something to see if they want to sponsor this uh the Winters Club podcast. All right, Shime, this is a family. It is a favorite. It's a very tight-knit family yep. at times, although, although it may not seem like that to the listener at the time. But uh, there are a couple other podcasts on the network. There they sure tell are. Tell
2: uh, One of which is Hashtag Dork, hosted by Rich Keefe, Ryan Davey. They did an episode this week on Venom, Let Ooh, There Be Carnage. I've
0: not seen it yet. I've not had time to get to the theater uh, as of Take late. your time. Take your time. Uh, that's what I was I'll told. I'll walk.
2: That's what I've been told.
0: Take it further. Uh, the
2: other the other podcasts on this network, that would be the Bradfoe show. Uh, as the Red Sox are in the ALDS, it only makes sense that Bradfoe has Joe Kelly on the program.
0: Yeah, Joe Kelly on. I think Joe Kelly's also in the he's in the N L D S. I'll go. pick the Dodgers to win in seven as well in that Perfect. one. Dodgers Perfect. Giants, I believe. Good it is. job.
2: And the final po- or the final two podcasts in the family would be the skate pod. Bruins hockey getting back into action. So uh, Charlie Coyle, your second line center. There you go. And then, uh, and then of course the off day podcast. Andy Hart, Ryan Hannibal, on that they'll get you live, or they'll get you an episode after the game Sunday, reacting to Patriots Texans.
0: All right, we'll talk to you on Tuesday after the Browns cover the spread against the Chargers. Shime, okay. say bye.
2: Bye. bye.